Uh, Congressman LaHood, good morning to you. And uh, first off, obviously, uh, a lot of going down in Washington about the unemployment benefits being extended and uh, what the next stimulus package is going to look like. Uh, we've seen a little bit of indication as a starting point from uh, from Senator Mitch McConnell or, or Senate Leader Mitch McConnell. You know, what, what can we expect to see passed out of the House and Senate? Well, good morning. Good to be with you and your listeners today. Um, we are working on the next stimulus package, but a couple things that are important from my perspective. One is we got to fix the unemployment insurance. We cannot have people staying home, uh, getting $600 a week to not work. In, in downstate Illinois, in the district that I represent, we are essentially incentivizing people not to come back to work. It's probably the number one issue I hear from employers, whether it's a landscaping business or a beauty salon or a manufacturing company or a restaurant or bar. They can't get people to come back to work because they're getting $600 to stay home. We have to fix that. So our proposal is looking at capping that at maybe around $200 or $300 or 70% of what you were making before. We think that's a fair way to do that and get people back into the workforce. That's number one. Number two, I do think we have to look at our cities and municipalities, the revenue that was lost uh, by by them. Uh, We can't afford to be laying off police officers and firefighters and city workers or to have cities think about raising taxes for that revenue loss. So I do think there's an obligation there that we have to look at. Um, Thirdly, I think there are a number of businesses that have been disproportionately affected. Those are the banquet halls, the the travel industry, the lodging industry, the hospitality industry. They're not uh, getting their business back to normal because people can't because of of, of shelter in place, but also with the restrictions in place, uh, can't get back to the business that they're used to. So I do think we have to look at helping them out uh, with some monetary resources uh, moving forward. So those are some priorities for me. And then lastly would be uh, liability protection so that people aren't being sued by trial lawyers related to COVID. That's a big issue. uh, And we got to make sure that we put some language in there to protect businesses and companies. Congressman, a lot there, of course, the uh, uh, U.S. Senate Republicans version is about $2 trillion cheaper than the uh, House Democrats bill that passed. Um, other than the <laughs> the substantial cost difference there, uh, what are some of the uh, major differences that you think are going to cause some problems in getting this thing across the finish line? Well, Greg, you hit it on the head. Remember, we've already allocated and appropriated over $3 trillion, the most money the federal government has ever spent uh, in this short period of time. And, and so when we talk about this new month, this, this an, another $1 to $2 trillion, of course, this goes on the proverbial federal credit card, right? We don't have a rainy day fund for this. So this gets put on the backs of our kids and our grandkids, and we're already up to $27 trillion with a T in debt. And from my perspective... I personally don't think we ought to be giving direct payments. I, 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 don't, I, think, I don't think that's an approach that makes a lot of sense, but I know the president thinks strongly about that. But we got to be careful about how much, we're, how much money we're spending, Greg. And, and I think that's going to cause it, me and a lot of other Republicans, as that number goes up, to cause us to look long and hard on whether we can support it. Another yeah. another element, though, um, with the liability protection, uh, the opponents of that say businesses need to be held accountable if they don't do things right. Uh, is this just going li- to like be a blanket liability protection for businesses and school districts, as uh, one of your colleagues, uh, Congressman Davis, has highlighted? Uh, or uh, are businesses still going to be held accountable if they do something egregious? Well, listen, I think there's a there's a balance there, Greg, on that, uh, and we need to find that balance. But here's what I don't want to have happening is is 
is restaurants and small businesses are hurting right now. The last thing they need is a trial lawyer or a personal injury lawyer coming in and filing some lawsuit against them related to, to, to COVID. Um, so the, the liability protection will be temporary. Uh, but, but I think we're up across the country over 4,000 cases filed by trial lawyers and personal injury lawyers going after businesses. We, we can't have that. And so protection needs to be in there. But also what I've advocated for is we do need more money for PPE. I've, I've introduced a bill called the Clean Start Act, which uh, helps businesses and schools and a business entities, nonprofits, uh, to write off up to 50% of their cleaning supplies to do the sanitation, to, to have the PPE in their companies, in their businesses, to help with that protection. We, we, we need to do that. We have an obligation and responsibility to help businesses uh, protect their workers, protect their employees, but also protect their customers. Congressman LaHood is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY at 847. Uh, Congressman, let's talk a little bit about Mike Madigan and the trouble here as we bring down to the state level. You were a former prosecutor. Uh, what, 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 what is it going to have to be put together in this case on Madigan? Well, first of all, when you read that indictment, it's really unprecedented in the state of Illinois to have one of the largest corporations in the state engaged in a criminal conspiracy uh, that was um, significant, affecting so many different things. And front and center with all that is public official A, as is indicated in the indictment, which is Mike Madigan. Um, and, and so just when you think uh, people have learned their lessons in the state of Illinois, that's not the case when you read this indictment. And so um, what I've said is Mike Madigan should step aside or step forward and explain exactly um, what he did or didn't do in this case. And, and, and I think... That, that's owed to the taxpayers and the citizens of this state. Uh, but but think about it. Commonwealth Edison uh, in their plea agreement is paying the largest fine in the history of the of the state of Illinois, two hundred million dollars. A three year cooperation agreement. They will cooperate fully with everything. And again, when you look at the allegations of what occurred here, it's absolutely ridiculous how this corporation uh, was manipulated, arguably by the Speaker of the House, in an orchestrated conspiracy. Congressman, as a federal or a former federal prosecutor, um, you know, I've seen it reported elsewhere it being uh, not a, a matter of if, but when uh, Madigan is possibly charged with something. What do you see in the tea leaves from reading that, especially given that ComEd agreed to this, this deferred prosecution? It's 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 agreed to. That's the working narrative of what happened. Yeah, I, I would anticipate from reading this indictment and, and seeing what's transpired thus far that there will be an indictment that will come forth here in the next 30 days. Um, I also anticipate that there will be people at the highest level of Commonwealth Edison and people within the state of Illinois and former elected officials, uh, some of which are cooperating with the FBI to come forward and testify against Madigan. And again, the feds don't normally bring a case like this unless they have um, what they believe is a winnable case. That's just the way the feds operate. And so, uh, again, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to take them at their word and what they've said. But what will happen with this, Greg, is the cooperating witnesses, their credibility, uh, how they come forth and what they're going to say under oath in court. And I assume most of them have already been locked into the grand jury uh, under oath. And so um, I anticipate that uh, justice will be served here. What, less, what lessons do you think will be learned by uh, Illinois politicians from all this? 
Oh man, that that's a tough question. I mean, well, I mean, here, here's the bottom line: is uh, prosecutions by the feds are supposed to be a deterrent, a deterrent against public corruption. But clearly, when you look at the track record from George Ryan to Rod Bogoyevich uh, to to um, Ed Burke to many of these other people, uh, the fact that well, a sitting alderman in Chicago is indicted on an average of once a year, I mean, it's just ridiculous. So. Uh, it, the feds have to continue to move forward. They have to send a message. We have to hold people accountable, particularly when they're using uh, state taxpayer money. Uh, in this case, up to $1.5 million that was abused uh, in, in the case by Commonwealth Edison and arguably by Mike Madigan. How much tougher, Congressman LaHood, is it going to be? I mean, you're talking about a guy here in Madigan that doesn't even own a cell phone, doesn't have an email account or anything like that. You know, some of the standard things that have tripped up a lot of politicians over the last 10, 15 years. He doesn't have any of that. Is that going to make the job a little more difficult to prosecute him? Yeah, but you got to remember, the feds also have uh, the ability to, to tap phones uh, if they get a T3 wiretap by a federal judge, which I assume they did in this case. Uh, they also have emails. They have electronic traffic. They're going to have witnesses locked into the grand jury. Remember, uh, two or three of the top executives at Commonwealth Edison uh, are, are lawyered up right now. They've left the company. They're involved in this conspiracy. So, you know, when again, the, the feds have lots of resources. They know how to win these cases. So my guess is, and I don't know anything beyond what you guys know, but my guess is they have their ducks in a row, and they'll be presenting evidence that will be significant. Uh, and, and detrimental. Congressman Darren LaHood, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.